Hello friend, the Mel Jeff Goat here. It is 10.46 p.m. on a Thursday. And it being Thursday, I am going to pull a card from my Zettelkasten. Well, I did that earlier. And read it to you and tell you some thoughts about uh, what it means and what it connects to and etc. So, like last week, this is a card from E.F. Schumacher's book, A Guide for the per Perplexed. And this card is sort of a summary and a reaction to one of the chapters in the book. So it says, inner experience is based on attention. When attention is unfocused or focused on thoughts, emotions, or the outer world, one behaves as an automaton. Directing attention to attention itself leads to the eventual emergence of the programmer, the inner being that suffuses all thoughts. This is waking up. So Schumacher has a conception of the world being divided into four worlds basically, uh, you know, a material level, which is at the level of just dead matter, so-called, like, um, you know, minerals and such. And then plants have a little bit more consciousness, animals a little bit more and than humans in, in his uh, system are being capable of self-awareness. And this is, this has echoes in a number of other uh, conceptions of, of the universe. Uh, there are similar conceptions in Kabbalah and um, I'm sort of, when I, I'm pretty sure when I wrote this card that I was thinking of uh, the Cosmic Doctrine by Dion Fortune, which is a very dense book that I've only read the first little bit of, but I've spent a lot of time on that first little bit. Um, but before I get into to the Cosmic Doctrine, it is designed to, well, to use her words, the book is designed to train the mind, not to inform it. So it provides these images and this very dense text that you are supposed to think about and mull over until it trains your mind to be able to understand it. And that is the purpose. It doesn't make claims to being any sort of absolute truth or anything. And the way that you are to approach this is there's a type of meditation called discursive meditation. And I will put a link in the notes to the best uh, online instructions that I know of. This is by, written by John Michael Greer, who I've mentioned before. Um, but a short summary of 
what discursive meditation is, I think most of us are pretty familiar, or at least somewhat familiar, with um, the sort of aware uh, uh, mind emptying meditation and awareness meditation. Those are one way of, of doing things. But unlike that, discursive meditation is about, yes, emptying your mind of distractions as much as possible, but then taking up a theme, a particular thought, and in your mind, following out that thought into every possible direction and dimension that you can come up with. And this is harder than it sounds. It sounds like, oh, it's just thinking. And you know, you may think, well, I, I follow th thoughts all the time. I don't need this discursive meditation. Yeah, I could say the same, but there is a difference when you are in this meditative state and you are really trying to stay focused on just that one thought you'll realize just how slippery your mind is and how many stray thoughts are kicking you off on tangents. And, you know, try it if you don't believe me. And, and if you give it an honest try and you come back and say, no, nah, it wasn't any different than my normal thinking, then um, congratulations. You're very unusual. And you should probably make use of that amazing mind you have. But anyway, uh, it's different than just thinking because you really have to stay on the one topic. And if you get off track, if you find yourself thinking about some other thing other than your topic, then the practice is to work your way back step by step following where you went wrong until you get back to the actual thing you're supposed to be thinking and then going forward from there. So anyway, this discursive meditation is the toolbox that you use to make sense of um, the cosmic doctrine, among other really heavy-duty esoteric tasks, texts. Uh, so you just take a small little bit, it might be a sentence, it might be only a fraction of a sentence, and you spend 10, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how experienced you are, following every implication that you can of whatever that thought is. And sometimes you have to spend multiple sessions to get everything out of one thought. This practice meshes very well with the Zettelkasten in itself. I have in the past, uh, I am not currently doing a meditation practice, but when I have been, originally I would write down my insights in a journal which is not a good way to do it because then it's just lost in that journal. And you don't, unless you're going through and reading the journal, you're not going to find it again. And it gets lost. It doesn't 
get connected to other related thoughts the way it does in the Zettelkasten. So once I learned about using a Zettelkasten, I started, instead of writing in a journal, I just started writing directly on the cards, my thoughts, uh, after a meditation session. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to some of those cards for the Cosmic Doctrine here eventually, but I was thinking about the very first, uh, very first page of the Cosmic Doctrine when I wrote that card about uh, Schumacher's book. And I'm just going to go ahead and read this uh, first paragraph of the first page. And it's titled, The Dawn of Manifestation. The unmanifest is pure existence. We cannot say of it that it is not. Although it is not manifest, it is. It is the source from which all arises. It is the only reality. It alone is substance. It alone is stable. All else is an appearance and a becoming. Of this unmanifest, we can only say, it is. It is the verb to be turned back upon itself. It is a state of pure being, without qualities and without history. All we can say of it is that it is not anything that we know, for if we know anything, it must be in manifestation for us to know it. And if it is in manifestation, that proves that it is not unmanifest. The unmanifest is the great negation. At the same time, it is the infinite potency which has not occurred. And it goes on to talk about how the first way that manifestation being comes out of this vast sea of unmanifest is that it moves. I am running out of time here, but um, maybe I will save that for tomorrow uh, to talk about the symbolism and, and my thoughts on, on how the unmanifest becomes the manifest, at least what I've come up with in my meditations. So yes, I will save that for tomorrow because I'm running out of time tonight. Um, and hopefully this hasn't been too terribly dense, but well, sometimes things just lead you in interesting directions. So until next time, keep exploring.